Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, it is time to chat sport and uh, podcast star Luke Liddy is uh, with me in the studio. Good morning to you, Luke. How are you doing? Good morning, Jim. Um, uh, You and, of course, I should mention Jim Bob are co-presenting a new Sideline Cut podcast series. Um, All seems to be going well when you were recording it, other than the unedifying scene when both of you were fighting over the only pair of golden (laughs) headphones that we have here in the studio. We just seem to sort that out eventually and move on. We did. I stepped aside. I wouldn't fight over the the golden headphones. They're going directly to to Jim Bob. But um, yeah, no, it was great fun to record it. Um, we have Tomas McCarthy, um, well-known journalist in Waterford and GA commentator. Joe Quaid as well was kind enough to, to join myself and Jim Bob and uh, talk about the big game coming up against Waterford, Limerick hurling as a whole and uh, the big football game out at the two scale at grounds as well tomorrow evening, Limerick and Clare in the Munster semi-final. So yeah, it was it was brilliant to record. Great insights from Jim Bob, from Joe and indeed from Tomas and uh, looking forward to hearing what people think of it now because it's uh, it's live at the moment. We'll get the links out now as, as soon as we can and hopefully people enjoy it. Mm, the sideline cut uh, brought to you in association with Solar Choices of Limerick and uh, Limerick opened their Monster Senior Hurling Championship campaign against Waterford on Sunday. Walsh Park is undergoing renovations so the game is fixed for Semple Stadium in Thurless. Throw in is at 2 o'clock full live commentary and Limerick come into the game as heavy favourites and as Luke just mentioned GA commentator with WLR in Waterford Tomas McCarthy has been speaking to Luke and Jim Bob Ryan on the Sideline Cut podcast and the vibe in the Dacia County ahead of the game is giving us a flavour of that. Yeah well it's a lot different to, to last year um, Luke it must be said I mean uh, last summer Watford were going into the, the Munster Championship as, as league winners, um, had that terrific win against Cork in, 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 the, in the league final and were going into the championship as, you know, one of the, the leading contenders and maybe the team to, to take down Limerick. It's a lot different this time around. It's a very low-key build-up. I haven't seen any flags around. Um, hard to know um, what sort of Waterford support will be in Torless on Sunday. So it's a different approach. Waterford had a longer lead-in than they had last year and we'll find out over the next couple of weeks whether that approach will pay off. Now, Mal Keevney, a commentator on GA here on Live 95, is on the line. Good morning to you, Mal. Um, Good morning, Joe. So I suppose you could probably in ways get no two different characters uh, than uh, Davy Fitzgerald and John Kiley, you know, to look at a compare and contrast between the two of them. Both very successful, obviously, in hurling over the years, but uh, very different approaches, I would think. Yeah, they will both be very animated, but the more animated of the pair will certainly be uh, Davy Fitz, the Watford boss on Sunday. He led his team, you know, firing on all cylinders. Now, they have received a knockback or two, uh, have Watford, and it's low-key, as uh, your correspondent was just saying there, tomorrow, a minute ago, to Luke, uh, because they're expecting in the region of 20,000. This time last year, it would be a lot more. Limerick have been installed as overwhelming favourites, 1 to 10 it's a long, long time since Limerick entered the Championship Arena as such warm favourites. But back to your point, uh, Paul Kinnerk and John Kiley on the sideline are cool, cool, calm and collected. It's the opposite uh, uh, for Nuala Mulville of Shannon Golden Son, Davy Fitz. Yeah, yeah, but to be fair, I mean, a very successful manager in his own right over the years. And he always adds a bit of colour and drama to the Championship. You know, every sport needs people like Davy Fitz. 
he is a wonderful character both as a player and as a manager he has been hugely hugely successful and you can be guaranteed that Watford will belie their outsiders tag and give Limerick a right good game of it because Davy has at his disposal some good players you know I mean you know you have Tyg de Borca Jamie Baron Daisy Hutchinson Stevie Binnis Jack Prendergast all these fellas are good players and they they know that they're outsiders but they're going to put in one hell of a shift and why because Davy Fitzgerald will have them bursting out through that dressing room door yes absolutely and look I think the Limerick team was announced was it yeah it was announced uh, early this morning at, at nine o'clock and look probably not too many surprises you look at full back Dan Morrissey getting the, the nod over Mike Casey but other than that you probably could have picked the team yourself. It's a really strong lineup. Obviously, Keen Lynch back for the championship this season, which is absolutely great. He's had some great games in the in the league. He starts at centre half forward. You've Aaron Galan, Seamus Flanagan, and Peter Casey in a potent inside forward line. And William O'Donoghue back in the team in midfield. Declan Hannon, who missed the National League final through illness, back at uh, centre half back as well. You've the Hurl Hurty year. Dermot Burns in there, um, I suppose, completing that uh, half back line with Kyle Hayes in there as well. So, a really, really strong Limerick side. Waterford themselves are missing a few but still have named a really strong side themselves Desi Hutchinson going to be a danger man uh, Michael Kiley who's been outstanding for UL in the Fitzgibbon Cup as well he's starting a really young exciting prospect and Mal mentioned a few more of them there Tyke de Burke, Jamie Barron so they've named a strong side as well should be an absolutely cracking occasion but um, I think looking at the Limerick team it's very hard to see past them but we won't get too carried away Yeah and the thing is Mal that you know that all the pressure is loaded on Limerick let's be frank about this because as you say they're such overwhelming favourites going to this match and into the championship overall one thing that John Kiley's been very good at is getting the team to focus on the game in front of them not thinking to a, a day in Croke Park in July Yes, they are not thinking uh, beyond their station. And Caroline Courage, of course, has played a significant role in that because if any player has any issue about how to concentrate on a particular match or an opponent, it's Caroline that that individual goes to or that the team will go to. And I've no doubt that Caroline will have sat down with this team, perhaps uh, last night at training or maybe this evening at training, and go through that because only once... Um, could you say we took our eye off the ball or that we were caught in the hop that was in the semi-final a few years ago against Kilkenny this Limerick team don't get caught on the hop they'll be focused 110% for the job in hand OK and we look forward to full live commentary of that uh, from 2 on Sunday we'll also have full live commentary of tomorrow's Munster Senior Football Semi-Final at the Two Gaelic Grounds here in Limerick Limerick host Neighbours Clare with a place in the Provincial Decider on the line throw in at 7 again uh, looking forward to that now Clare are the favourites, Mal, from what I can gather. They're very strong favourites. And the reason they are, Joe, is we were expected uh, to be playing Cork in this semi-final. But Cork got caught by Clare outside in Cusick Park, Ennis. So Clare are on a high under their manager, uh, Podge Collins. But Limerick are going along nicely under the radar. It's good that Ian Corbett is back from injury to hold down the centre-half back position. And, you know, it's tricky times for Limerick because we have an interim manager in Mark Fitzgerald, but he still has plenty of good talent at his disposal. You know, Sean O'Dea, Jim Liston, Keane Sheehan, Brian Donovan, these type of players. And there are two newcomers into the side. We wish them well, uh, of course, Cahal Downs of Kildama Palace, Kenry, and Barry Coleman of Rathkeel. But Clare have the strong players. They have Owen Cleary, the captain, Keelan Sexton in there in the inside forward line. He'll be likely to be the top scorer. But this time last year, we beat Clare in a dramatic penalty shootout. 
a little bit like Clare against Cork. We're going in as underdogs and there might be just a little bit of an upset on the cards, possibly from a Limerick perspective, if they get the support, which would be a help. Yeah, absolutely, yes. I expect this team will put it up to Clare. Now, uh, in Greyhound racing, the Con and Annie Kirby Memorial Final takes centre stage at Limerick Greyhound Stadium this evening with six runners competing for an €80,000 prize. Each finalist has been nominated a Limerick GA club who will share in a 20,000 prize fund set aside by JP and Noreen McManus. The first race is at the extremely precise time of 7.14. And uh, Mal, which Limerick GA clubs are favourites to land the top prize out of the 20,000 euro prize fund? Well, it's a very open final. We have Knockany, St. Sennans Ladies, Fina Kilmeady, Dune, Hospital Herbestown and Essen. It's a very open final, Joe. But I think Clanbrine Treaty, running from trap one, trained by Graham Holland, who's the defending uh, title holder of this magnificent Kirby, could well win it for Knockany. The dog, by the way, is owned by James and Wern Murphy of Atlaka, so it could be a good Limerick success. Fingers crossed. That final, by the way, is at the precise time, Joe, of 9 904. 904. So, oh no, I said the first race at 740. Yes. Yes. Sorry, sorry. I thought I got something wrong there for a second. <laughs> but uh, pe- people should re- remember too, it's tonight we have the Kirby final. Normally the Kirby final would be on a Saturday night, but it's been brought forward. It's going to be a very special occasion, Joe, because it's year 10 of the Kirby. It started back in 2013 with Roxham uh, by and Owen McKenna winning it. Uh, there have been so many, many great finals, but I think we're going to have a very good final and you could well have a new track record tonight at Limerick. Alright, super. Great. So uh, thanks very much for all of that, uh, Mal. Looking forward to a big weekend of sport on the GA and Greyhound Racing front. Man United, Mike. Now, no one's questioning they haven't made progress this season uh, under Ten Hag. There's no question about that. But they folded like a cheap deck chair last night in Seville, didn't they, in the Europa League? They, they did, John. Look, I think if you listen back to what I've been saying over the last couple of years about Harry Maguire and David De Gea, I mean, the root and cause of all that goes wrong at the back. And the mistake for the first goal last night was completely unforgivable in a cauldron that is Sevilla and their home record and their record in the European Europa League. It's just crazy to think that David De Gea gave the ball to a centre-back with three players around him with nowhere to go. And really, if you look back to the first leg at Old Trafford, that's where it was lost, wasn't it? When De Gea started making mistakes, he brought on Harry Maguire, they conceded two late goals, and then started with the two of them last but, night. So, it, But it you know, I mean, as Mick McCarthy used to say, I mean, no one ever scored from Rose Aid. But like, you boot think- it! <laughs> yeah, and it was so early in the game, away from home. I mean, you always take 25, 30 minutes away from home to settle into a game. United hadn't settled at that point, so to put themselves under that kind of pressure, for me, there was only going to be one winner. But then to capitulate and lose by three goals to nil when there was all this talk of winning this European trophy, you know, getting Champions League for next season, already having the League Cup in the bag. I mean, it, it's in tatters this morning. It's back to square one again. Yeah. And United have had this happen now four or five times this year. The 7-0 demolition by Liverpool. They were beaten 4-0 by Brentford. They keep on having to go back to the drawing board. And it's because of the defensive frailties that they have. So, going forward, they're fine. But, yeah. Joe, they are not within an ass's war of the likes of Arsenal and Manchester City. Right. And, 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 that, and that brings us to the, 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 the big games, as it were. Man City meeting Real Madrid in the Champions League semi-finals. And then the other semi-final is just an amazing game. It's an all-Italian, all-City, all-same-stadium affair. 
between AC Milan and Inter Milan and uh, having stood outside the San Siro one time when I thought it was open and it wasn't in the middle of the summer and I went out and stood up outside and oh that's great now is there any tour of this a tour a tour what do you mean it's July what are you doing here <laughs> anyway it's a lovely stadium from the outside well not really but inside is lovely uh, it, look it's, it's fantastic and the atmosphere in the San Siro is incredible and look Italian football has had to reinvent itself Joe, over the last couple of years after all the controversies. Juventus still not out of their controversy that saw them lose 15 points because of financial irregularities. But look at over the last couple of days, Fiorentina got to the Europa League semi-final last night and now that big one in the Champions League and arguably Napoli are the best of the three but Napoli couldn't get over AC Milan over the two legs. So it'll be an unbelievable semi-final lineup. Because Manchester City and Real Madrid is just an incredible game. When you think about the stars that will be on the pitch, the fact that City haven't won it and Real Madrid are just the record holders. And in the modern era, the best team that the Champions League has ever seen. So for me, two unbelievable games. But whoever comes through the City-Real Madrid game will be odds on red hot unbackable favourites in the final. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, I, I saw the Treat United women's side um, either getting on or coming, getting off the bus at Chalks last weekend, um, and uh, they're they're making good progress. The, the men, on the other hand, it's just tough. It's tough this season, isn't it? They're back in action, uh, taking on Cove Ramblers from seven forty-five. That's it, a monster derby tonight. But you mentioned the women there; they're having a very good season. They hadn't won a game in over eighteen months, Joe, and uh, suddenly this season they've been really competitive. And you probably saw them last Saturday because they went to Shelburne who are the best team in Irish women's football. And they only lost 1-0 and had their chances too. So certainly the gaps are closing in terms of quality and the league table standing. So they have another big game this weekend. They're at home tomorrow evening against the DLR Waves at the Market Field at 5 o'clock. And the Menjo are playing twice now in the next uh, four days. Tonight, as you correctly said, against Cove, who beat them 3-0 at the Market Field earlier in the season. And then at the Market Field on Monday night, that rearranged game against Waterford, will take place at 7.45. The first series of games comes to an end tonight, in effect, with that rearranged game on Monday, still to be played by treaty. So it's not ideal with just a draw and a, a win so far for Tommy Barrett's side, or three draws, I should say. But look, a win tonight would still get them back into that mid-table mix. It is tough. It is the third-season syndrome that I suppose no real people uh, would have foreseen because Tommy did maintain a fairly decent squad from the back end of last year, but a mixture of injuries and, I suppose, unforeseen circumstances with his best midfielder leaving the squad a week before the start of the season hasn't helped. But look, again, a win tonight, back on track, but you're dead right, it hasn't been an easy season. All right, thank you very much for that, Mike Ahern. Lots more from Mike over the weekend. And uh, we finish this morning with rugby and Luke Liddy. Monster Rugby round out their regular season campaign in the URC tomorrow evening. Graham Rountree's men face the Sharks in Durban from 5.15. And because of their fantastic win over the Stormers last season, last weekend in South Africa, this game becomes not easier, but there's a little less deep pressure intensity about it there definitely is you won the real high pressure game granted I suppose the week before that you you got knocked out of Europe by this very opponent that you're you're facing uh, tomorrow evening but yeah the big game was against the Stormers that was to more or less guarantee Champions Cup rugby for next season to definitely guarantee your place in the quarterfinals of the URC so look what they're playing for at the moment is is hoping and I suppose praying to try and leapfrog Glasgow in the table and uh, claim a home quarterfinal that would be invaluable obviously at this stage of the season 
that's probably not going to happen. A bonus point win you'd need against the Sharks. You'd need Glasgow to lose and not even pick up a losing bonus point. I think it's against Connacht. But uh, yeah, you get a losing bonus point or a try bonus point uh, over against the Sharks and maybe it prevents Connacht from leapfrogging you where you might have a, a tougher fixture again, maybe away to the likes of Ulster. So um, look, they're playing for hopefully claiming a home quarter final. Not expecting too much, but as you say, they did the business when it mattered last weekend. All right, looking forward to that. Looking forward to the Sideline Cut podcast as well with Luke and Jim Bob Ryan. And check that out on our socials and live95.ie. And to all our sports teams this weekend, the very best of luck. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.